0: Everyone, and welcome to the NKBA On the Road podcast. My name is Pamela McNally. I'm the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Digital at the NKBA, and I'm going to be your series host, talking with people who I meet at different events, conferences, and meetings. And before I forget, this podcast is worth one half of a CEU credit. Now, I'd like to thank Decor for sponsoring this podcast and always being such a great NKBA partner. In fact, they also sponsored our Design Trends Summit in Chicago where I met the amazing Carrie McCormick, a luxury realtor who sells high-end properties and is going to be talking with me today about what her clients are looking for in their homes, especially the kitchen and bath.
1: So this is a conversation I've been really looking forward to because I have to be honest, I love luxury, although of course you can't tell. And by the way, we did not (laughs)
2: look at us. Uh Uh Um,
1: So Carrie, why don't you say a little bit about what you do before we start going? What is your background? What are you doing now?
2: Yeah, thank you. And thank you everyone for having me. I think this is such an exciting time for all of us to be in design because this is what people want. They want to live in luxury. They do. So again, my name is Carrie McCormick. I am a luxury real estate broker here in Chicago with App Properties. I have been a broker here for 22 years. I started out in construction. So I was on the development side working with some of Chicago's largest developers on some of the most amazing buildings here in Chicago, kind of changing the skyline of Chicago. So I've seen from ground up construction to the sales and marketing. When the world turned in 2008, I pivoted into brokerage, which was kind of a bad time to become a real estate agent mm-hmm. when the market crashed. But it really taught me really just to kind of take a deep dive into the industry and into real estate. and. You know, 22 years later, I am one of Chicago's top brokers and I love what I do every day.
1: And you won a lot of awards.
2: So hence why the reason you're here. Um, So my
1: question to you is, okay, we've seen a lot of change in the last few years, but specifically in luxury, specifically for that high-end buyer, what are they looking for?
2: So I think, you know, it was a really great um, presentation before because what's changed and what they're looking for is just an easier life. Anything that can give them easy living and even healthier living. So we're looking at things like better cooking appliances, whether it's steam or convection. They're also looking at water filtration systems, whether you're drinking the water or you're showering. I've seen some people want certain systems in their shower for their skin, for their hair. Um, So from a healthy living standpoint, that's become extremely important to people. And as I mentioned, just ease. I mean, they talked about whole home automation, and there's a whole gamut of that. But she's right in her study, is that people just, they don't have time anymore. They don't have time actually to take care of certain stone. You know, that's why porcelains and quartz and all these different fabulous materials have become so important. People don't have time anymore. They wanna live, enjoy life, and have an easy living experience. Don't we all, right? So tell me, when they go, when they
1: buy a home, what are they yeah. looking for, specifically in the kitchen? You talked about um, carefree kind of surfaces, but what else are they looking for? Is it a size? Are there types of products they want? Um, are they looking at the colors? Are they looking at the cabinetry? Do they want a walk-in pantry, which is
2: so big? Yes, walk-in pantries are huge, and even I'm seeing walk-in refrigerators, right? so. Having more organic food and more food in their fridge to prep and having a walk-in ability has become an important feature. I would say, though, the design triangle, I'm not a designer, so I know you guys have a term for it of, you know, how everything is, the work triangle, thank you, is still important to them. But again, having these appliances and materials that are going to make it easy. So I've seen, she mentioned it, the touchless faucets are important, the lighting, because as germs in the kitchen can arise people don't want to keep touching things so having everything touchless has also become important now don't forget about the dogs dogs have become kind of a staple in a household now so from having the um and again forgive me with the technical terms it's the pull out um trays for the dog food you know or the hidden trays for the dogs or cats in the kitchen Having vacuuming systems in the kitchen, the toe kicks and the vacuuming systems is important as well. And bigger kitchens are important because families are gathering in the kitchen and colors. I'm so tired of the white. (laughs) So I'm happy to hear that we're getting into the more natural feeling of kitchens and just different colors. And people are expressing themselves. Everyone wants to live in a home where they can express themselves and feel comfortable in. So the blues, the greens, the yellows, whatever color it is that makes them happy, they're taking a leap and they're doing it. So
1: what about when you're selling a home? Is the old adage still true that it whites, beige neutrals, or is
2: color becoming a selling point? I would say in the luxury market, more customized curated kitchens and baths are on trend. So yes, I think white kitchens are beautiful. The grays and the whites are beautiful. Um, they're just boring. <laughs> they, they really are. So, you know, there's, people do want to express themselves. So, we are seeing a great trend in the colors and um, the textures in the kitchen. So, you talked about
1: pull well, out trays. We talked about the walk in pantry. What about that secondary kitchen or butler's pantry, or they call it the dirty kitchen, right? Um, is, there, is there a requirement for that where they do the work in the other kitchen and then they have their show kitchen?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say a requirement, but I think it's definitely a a nice add-on for the kitchens to have. And then talk to me about, we'll get to that in a minute, but talk to me about
1: kitchen must-haves.
2: What are your clients that's a definite must-have, a deal breaker for them? Trophy appliances. Appliances have become a big deal, right? So, um, again, whatever they're looking for, whether it's the convection or the steam or the amount of ovens that they want, What's kind of not popular I've seen is microwaves because, again, people are trying to live a little bit more healthy and cook at home. So I'm not seeing as much microwave placement as I did before. So I'm laughing because um, some of the luxury designers that I talked to said they will not put a
1: microwave in a kitchen. They refuse. Okay. And if they have to put it in because of the kids or popcorn, right. um, they'll put it in like the pantry or away so nobody sees it. But they I won't would, touch it.
2: I would also say like furniture style cabinetry has become important or so just very... Um, Curated cabinetry work has been important. Um, Pizza ovens I've seen. um, Just adding a little bit more fun and family flair to the kitchen has been a a nice design trend. And what about outdoor kitchens? What about 100%? 100 What are they looking for there? Well, in Chicago, for those here in Chicago, you know, we can only use those about six times or six (laughs) months out of the year. But, um, you know, having some sort of covered kitchen has become important. But again, I've seen pizza ovens. I've seen the whole kitchen out there. Right. And again, it's utilizing the outdoor spaces that we have and that we can use to the fullest. What about dining
1: rooms? I'm interested in dining rooms because what we've been seeing is as they expand the kitchen. Right. They're putting two islands in there. What it is your dining room table. But what about dining rooms? Is that something
0: that's kind of gone away? Do
2: People still want it for entertaining. Yeah, I think the beauty of my job of being a realtor is because I work with so many people and take them in so many different homes and they ask the same questions. Because it's about how they live in a house. Kitchen and baths are still and will probably always be the number one thing, right? The dining room is a great question because a lot of homes either have a huge formal dining room, right? Think of back in the 1920s and 30s how they built those dining rooms, or there's there is no dining room. So I ask the buyer, do 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 you do formal dining? The answer, 99% of the time, is no. So, you know, I don't want to say that dining rooms are going to go away, but people just aren't doing formal dining as they used to do. They want some sort of dining room, but they don't need a dedicated 30 by 15 room for the big formal dining room. What about open concept? I think that's going away. Good. I mean, sorry guys. Um, And you know what? I think COVID really kind of pushed everyone into that because again, over 22 years of being in the industry, that was the number one thing. Everyone wanted open concept. They didn't want the walls. We repeatedly talked about how to tear walls down in a house. And now again, because of COVID, people do want separation of space. They want an area for the kids, whether it's homework or studying or for their electronics, They want the workout place. They want the office space. Mm -hmm. They do like the separation. So I'm very thankful to see that. And I think a space can be designed beautifully with some separation. Love that. So speaking of separation, breaking down, we'll also talk about the primary bath.
1: What are they looking for in the primary bath? Are they looking for the same things? Is it status, you know, uh, fixtures? Is it a larger, do they demand a, a larger shower?
2: Your bathtub, is it a soaking tub? What do you see? I, showers are a big deal right now. So I think tubs are 50-50. I think some people do want them and some people don't. The corner tub is out. Remember the triangle tub? Or, or the, the, platform, the yeah, platform around it or yeah. something? Yeah, Fears and all that, you know. So, um, tubs I find it 50-50 really with, with everybody that I work with, but definitely a a large shower, the steam is important. Again, I've seen people put in some sort of systems that are good for their skin, whether it's a moisturizing and filtration systems for their hair, which I wanna get, by the way. Me too, can you tell Um, me what that is? I know, right? So I've seen that pop up a lot. Obviously, um, the heated floors, the faucets, as we talked about, um, the automation with the lighting, and she addressed that in her last presentation really setting the tone and the mood for starting your day and ending your day is important and having a large master bathroom has become important so let me ask the group here
1: how many of you feel it's important to have a bathtub in the primary bath can you raise your hand anybody feel it's important okay the reason i ask is that there's a little bit of debate going on when a lot of your luxury designers will say it's a must even though you may not use it but the look and feel elevates the bathroom whereas others will say you want bigger space you want a bigger shower take away the tub although making sure and tell me from a real estate perspective you need a tub somewhere correct. in the house correct? right okay correct so um let's talk about the bath because bath to me is very interesting in the last few years the bath has become not only larger more important but also taking parts of the other house and incorporating it whether it's a sitting room or a dressing room are you seeing
2: that also as a demand or as a request from your clients I would say it's more of a request than a demand. Um, I've seen some beautiful homes that do incorporate dressing areas in there. So it just kind of becomes, when you wake up in the morning, is that your retreat? I mean, you're getting dressed in there, you're you know, showering, et cetera. It's kind of like another room in itself, but there is still a little separation between the dressing area and the bathroom.
1: So what we've also seen, and tell me if this is what you're seeing, is that it's almost a separation. What um, parents, mostly, who have kids, um, what they want to do is have a, almost a separate wing of the house that includes their bedroom, primary bedroom, primary bath,
2: maybe there's an outdoor area, maybe there's a little bit of study or a library You're seeing that are you seeing that as well? 100% and also just made me think about traveling. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of my clients who do extensive travel for work or pleasure. They've got a, um, a little dedicated area for luggage and packing. So again, if they're up early and their spouse is sleeping. They've got an area to pull out their luggage, get everything prepped and laid out there. Kind of like, again, thinking back to the old 1920s when they had the valet service bringing your clothes. That's kind of coming back, but they want it separate. So they're just kind of got their own packing area.
1: So what's interesting is, and Trish, you can back me up. I know you're you're sitting down, but um, remember that one bathroom when I forgot who it was? They had, it was specifically designed the mall. So when she trapped, she caught up with her husband. What, what was that bathroom again? He's, no it was the other ones where I the basketball player his wife. And she would have the rollie and hit the wall so they made sure that the walls were there was coverings on the walls, so it wouldn't make the marks because you know who travels a lot here right so you use the rollie and hits the walls lots of marks there yes. they specifically put something on the walls too but it was a or a wallpaper Right, they felt like a you know it's a textured wallpaper
0: that would be forgiving because he was an ex-NBA player
1: uh, and now is a Speaker, right, and he travels a lot, but they put that there so that his luggage is not damaged. And the other thing reminds me and I'm gonna ask you this so, in their shower, which was oversized, you probably like 10 people in there, um, they had a shower. If I'm not sure the shower was up high for him, and she's tiny, so you had the high shower and then you had the low shower. Are you seeing a lot of that as well, where people want these customized, you know, showers, these
2: customized bathrooms for their lifestyle and how they live? They are, and it's little cubbies in the shower. It's different ranges of water pressure and body sprays. You know, I call them the car wash. You know, so it is, and everyone's been a little bit um, different in there. I was also going to mention the toilets. No one likes to talk about toilets, but you know, toilets. we love talking about toilets. You oh, okay? <laughs> They do seem to have a lot of different bells and whistles on them and people are very selective about their toilets and then having, you know, going just even down to when they're designing is the power for them, the outlets, you know, the room for them. Um, so they have come a long way and it's an important feature of the
1: home. So the smartest thing I've heard, and again, is that when you put in, when you design a mat- not master, sorry, primary bath, you do that all the time. Um, Making sure that there's an app of power behind the toilet, even though you may not use a bidet or have a bidet in, you should have one because there's nothing worse than seeing a plug, right? How many of you got into a beautiful, beautiful bath and you see that there's a plug and a cord that comes out of the toilet? Not a good look. Um, So tell me something in terms of, and again, obviously you're at the high end, but what about generational differences? Are you seeing anything from people that are a little bit older to millennials who can afford to buy the luxury homes? Mm -hmm. Is there any difference in what they're looking for?
2: yes you know and again being in the industry which i love that i've been in the industry for 22 years is i've seen you know the evolution of technology you know with real estate and it's interesting of how even just a light switch has changed and it's it's kind of funny when i work i shouldn't say it's funny it's kind of fun when i work with younger folks that they don't the whole light switch thing. I mean, I remember when I had to get up and turn the light on and off. It's like the the idea of having a a manual light switch is a deal breaker. And it just, you know, turning on anything is a deal breaker. So um, yes, everything has changed to a much easier life, but it is watching each generation of what their expectations are. And some of the older generation who was used to the light switch or, you know, Rolling down your blinds yourself, you know, when they see these fun features, it's just, it's great to just educate them on it. And they feel a little sense of relief in their life of how easy things are, you know, and they do fall in love with it.
1: I got to say, my kids, when you go to a hotel, they have to look on a switch. They're like, where's the, why aren't the lights coming on as I walk in and I wave or I do something? It's because that's called a light switch. And you go like this, you lazy thing. (laughs) Um, But so talk to me a little bit about sex like
2: second home, vacation homes, two or three, or second or third homes, are they designed the same way? Looking for the same thing or is it different? I would say that it's traditionally designed the same way unless it's in a different climate, like whether you're going to Arizona or the Bahamas or the East Coast and you want it more Nantucket style. Um, but still, I, see, I would say that the core um, design elements are the same. Again, going back to easy living, the uh, appliances are super important. Again, they may change up the colors, the look, feel the texture of it depending on the climate that they're in, but still that ease of easy living is a must in those homes. And what about the type of cooking? For example, you know, we are being induction, right? A lot of that induction.
1: Are they looking for that specifically or they are? Yeah. That's interesting. Is that from a health perspective, environment perspective? Both. And is environment sustainability important to them in anything that
2: they do review or no? I would say the younger generation and the millennials, they are very health conscious and I love that. I love that they're very concerned with the materials that they're using in cooking, you know, whether it's the cookware that they use, how they're cooking, the food that they have, going back to the walk-in, um, refrigerators, so you know, keeping all that food fresh and down to like the paint that they're using in their home, the woods and materials that they're using. Every gamut of it, you know, they're very concerned and in love with keeping our world healthy, but of course making their life easy.
0: And what about composting
1: i'm always interested in do they compost do people compost i mean you hear a lot about it but does it actually
2: happen i don't see it that much but
1: okay. me i was just anybody here see it in any of their with their clients right so i think it really just maybe depends either on the region or your right. particular kind it could be a generational thing so yeah. um i would love to know from you what do you, what is in the future so we've had some shifts in the last couple of years with luxury
2: what they're looking for in terms of not only just bigger homes more homes compost. What do you see in the future? Well, I do think, again, that COVID changed the way people feel about their homes. And that's why I said at the beginning, I think it's such an exciting time to be in real estate, to be in design and architecture, and to be part of this, because what I've seen is that people do care about their home. They really do, they value their home. So what I see is that this, again, separation of space is here to stay for a while, I think, especially with people not coming back to work as much You know, I think it's going to be 50 50. So designing spaces that people are in their home and using their home is what we're going to see going into the future. Um, She mentioned it earlier is this color and these great textures are going to come in. I see that and just a huge progression of technology. I think every brand out there is going to compete for this young generation market and they're going to keep pushing this technology and coming out with some great products. And hopefully, we'll all have healthier and better living. So, sorry. One thing I want to go back
1: is the idea of storage in the kitchen, but also hiding the appliances. It used to be you'd have your appliance out. Oh my God! Here's my big old, you know, gas range. You know, I don't know, 48
2: could be bigger. Um, My question to you is: Now you see that things being put behind panels. Do you see some of that happening as well? I do, and I'm glad that you brought that up because even the pantries, you know, hidden doors if you will, the refrigerators aren't just paneled anymore. They're really kind of integrated into the kitchen where you really just see a handle. It's kind of hard to sometimes... It's funny when I show homes so that you walk in a kitchen, I'm like, I don't even know where to. Like, is. I don't know where anything is. You just kind of start touching stuff and things start opening. Right. So, you know, but having um, things hidden is important and not the old appliance garage, but, you know, just coffee. Coffee's become important too. I feel like wine. I guess wine. wine. <laughs>
1: Um, And then I would say, you know, any questions? Anybody have any questions? Comments? Now this is, if we didn't, oh, there, thank God, because I was gonna come after you. I'm gonna give you this, (laughs) I was gonna, there you go. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about closets, Um, they're huge and are part of the industry. There's, you know, there's sofas, there's Ottomans, there's uh, jewelry islands and all different kinds of, you know, handbag um displays and things like that can you speak to that a little bit I love the
2: closets it is, it's like another room in the house It's like here's the kitchen here's the bath, and here's the closet you know because it has become kind of a showpiece and as people value their jewelry and their purses they want to showcase them and they want to keep them in a safe spot the lighting in these closets have also become important because if it is part of the dressing room right they want to come in there the lights turn on Some people have some music that actually plays in there. So I would design a closet as if it's the primary bedroom or primary bath. It is an extension of that room and it's an important selling feature for people. Just going back to the bathtub real quick, is I think sometimes people wanna put a bathtub in the house for resale value, not because they want to put it in or they're going to use it. They are afraid if they don't, it's going to devalue their house. I always tell people, you're designing or living in a house for you, live in it for you. Don't design and live in it for somebody else. But those closets will always do good on resale.
1: What about multi-generational? Do you see a little bit of that happening too where your clients are buying homes not only for themselves, but also maybe their children are coming back, of course, um, to live with them or they're staying for extended times. Are you seeing any of that at all?
2: You know, I heard that comment last year at another panel that I was on, and it was a little more west coast that I heard that on and you know, obviously, I'm here in the Midwest, and I just I don't see it that that much. I think they're trying to keep everyone out of the house, um, so I don't. But I do read and hear about the trend of uh, of that happening.
1: Maybe because you have more space here, but in the West Coast and the East Coast, it is kind of big because why? It's very expensive. Nobody can afford a home, so what do they do? They come back to their parents. Like my kids. Um, any other questions? What about aging parents, though? We, we see that trend for that aging in place
2: well aging in place but also caring back. for elderly parents bringing them in the home creating separate suites and spaces yes that that i do see a lot in here in chicago we do have in the suburbs we do have um Master bedroom, sorry, primary bedrooms on the main level. So I do see some of that, not a huge trend. I think it depends on their relationship with their parents. But <laughs> I do, if they've got the space and the means, they're definitely um, having mom and dad back in the home um, if need be. And what about aging in place? Are people, is this their forever home or is it not? It's true. not. I feel like the new generation of folks, they, Whereas before people would stay in a house 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? And you know, some of my colleagues say my parents have been in their house forever. I don't see that. I was with a client today in 15 years, they've moved eight times. You know, it's this, there's change, right? And people want to travel and they want to see different areas. Their work will allow them to be in different areas. They don't necessarily now have to be back at the in a place where their office is. So, no, I feel like we're on a five to seven year change of homes.
1: And about, speaking of which, you think of the Chicago area, where are you seeing people wanting to go? Based on what you're seeing from your clients, where are they looking, where are they um, wanting to move, where are the homes probably, the ones that are the most competitive?
2: Lincoln Park. Okay. So for those who are here in Chicago, know Lincoln Park's single family homes, great space, great schools, great community. They want that separation of space there, and there's you know places to build there. So Lincoln Park's been our number one seller. Wow.
1: Okay. Any other questions? Oh, I'm coming back. Yeah. You raise your hand. Yes. I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit more about backlashes and
2: what you're seeing. You know, are you mostly seeing slabs now, or um, what do you see in the luxury market? i am seeing slabs and it's larger slabs so you know people don't i shouldn't say that um it's baths and kitchens where we're seeing these ginormous slabs people don't want seams right they just want everything very continuous um so i am seeing that on the backsplash as well but i also find the backsplash and the hardware i call it the jewelry of the kitchen because that's where you can kind of do a little more expression right so if you are going to add color or some some fun element to the kitchen, they're doing it in the backsplash or they're doing it with the knobs and their hardware on it. So those kind of, I think, have been a fun element. I like the knobs because if someone doesn't like what they pick, they can always change them out. And the backsplash, it's not, a, it's not a hard thing to change out.
1: You mentioned uh, coffee centers and, and wine
2: stores. Are you seeing that in bedrooms and master bedrooms or in the closets that we are just talking about? I'm seeing them more and more in the primary bedroom, absolutely. So that has become a trend. Um, Different types of coffee machines, too, that I'm seeing. I know that there's the built-in coffee machines, but they're trying to make them a little bit more not exposed in the kitchen. So they're trying to disguise them a little bit more. But yes, to answer your question, I'm seeing more and more, not in the bathroom, but in the primary suite.
1: Which I love, by the way. I would like to have both of them: the coffee and the wine bar right by my bed. So not yes. By uh, yes. Remember which one is
2: mine? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um. No, yeah, it's yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, any other questions? Questions? Any other questions? No. Okay. Kara, you were another one. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Uh, i was just curious uh, around bathtubs tubs in particular a lot of the nkva sun trends in the bathroom revolved around this idea of the bathroom becoming a sanctuary which to my logic would align with the popularity of a tub could you do you have any insight as to why that seems contradictory why tubs are becoming less popular despite it? i think people are confused with
2: the tub, to be honest i think again every consumer or buyer out there knows whether they like to take a bath or not it's a yes or no it's a very simple question i think when it comes to design in the bathroom they're confused of whether or not to put one in from a resale standpoint or just a um i should do it because in all the magazines i see them you know all and it's just they're trying to follow what they should do instead of following their instinct on what they actually want. To me, that's the confusion of the tub. And I talk about it all the time with people. And I'm like, either you're a tub person or you're not. It, to me, it's a very simple question, and they just don't know. Like, they do get confused. Should I have it? Should I not have it? Um, so again, I think they just feel a little pressure. The tub's putting a lot of pressure on people. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? I got one right I have, here. I have, I have yeah. a quick question. Yeah. Um, um, it wasn't
1: Just you everybody can hear you. Thank you. As far as technology goes, um, in the past it was always the male client that was driving a lot of the technology desires and wants in the house. Um, are you seeing that still as being the primary request coming from the males, or do you see the females
2: jumping on board and requesting that more now too? I think it's we are that is a great question. I think The females are jumping on board with it, more so from the appliance standpoint, the window treatment standpoint, the lighting standpoint. I find that the males are asking for the TV, the stereo, the security (laughs) system, Um, you know, so it's kind of a 50-50 of what they want. But I think also it's been a little more collaborative between the husband and wife or male and female of, you know, understanding it. It's become a lot easier than it used to be 5, 10, 15 years ago to, for these systems and there's companies that obviously come and integrate this for you. So it's just it's easier and it's a little more palatable for both parties. But there's still a little division, but us women are catching up to all that technology too. True. Any other questions? True. Elevators, aging in place. We see that? That's a great question, too. So I'm seeing that a lot in the Lincoln Park home. So here in Chicago, we're very vertical living. So instead of, you know, in the suburbs or other um, parts of the country where it's, you know, more ranch style. So, yes, here in Chicago, when we're more vertical living or New York or other towns, we are seeing elevators or at least putting in space for future elevators. Maybe not installing it today, but having a dedicated area for it. And not even just for aging parents. It's really for, um, I've got a young couple that they want it for their luggage. They've got a roof deck on top of their house. So it's carting, you know, when they do a party, all the food up there, kind of like a, a dummy waiter. I forget what those were called or, you know, so some of it's not for aging, it's for easy living.
1: Any other questions? No? All
2: right. Here thank you, you everybody. You've been amazing. Thank you. oh, thank you
0: Okay. You have to agree that Carrie's pretty amazing and had so many great insights into the luxury world. I hope everyone who is listening takes away at least one idea or solution that can help on your next project. If you have any questions for Carrie or myself, please email me at pmcnally at nkba.org. Also, don't forget to sign up for KBIS 2023, taking place in Las Vegas from January 31st to February 2nd. There's going to be lots of new there, new events, new exhibitors, and new Design and Construction Week shows that are going to be joining us, including the National Hardware Show, Surfaces, and most recently, Las Vegas Market. Before I sign off, I want to thank Decor again for sponsoring our podcast and also our Design Trends Summit. I hope you all tune in to our next podcast, which airs on December 8th. Have a great day and thank you for listening.